0: Hello and welcome to Cannabis Grand Rounds, a production by physicians with advanced degrees in cannabis medicine. Your hosts, Dr. Lee Van Oker, Dr. Les Matthews, and Dr. Hal Altman, will offer unbiased medical cannabis education for healthcare providers and the motivated public. Our content is selected with the objective to fully explore cannabis as science and medicine and pledges to reflect current cannabis knowledge with no hidden agenda nor sponsorships. Hi, welcome back to Cannabis Grand Rounds. This is uh, Dr. Lee Vinokur. I'm here solo today. Uh, My co-hosts are off uh, working and a little busy, but I am so excited because I've been waiting for this for a long time. I am honored to say I have a friend and colleague who is the top pediatric cannabis doctor in the country, maybe in the world here with me today, Dr. Bonnie Goldstein. She is the medical director of Canna Centers Wellness and Education, which is a California-based medical practice devoted to educating patients about the use of cannabis. She's a um, pediatrician, a pediatric ER doctor, uh, she worked at Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, where she was the chief resident, and she also did uh, transports for their ICU. Um, and she's going to tell us how she got involved in cannabis, but she's written books. She's one of the foremost authorities and go-to people in the country for cannabis and uh, children. And uh, I met her at a conference and bugged her until uh, she let me come to her practice and see what she was doing. So welcome, Bonnie. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to be here, Lee. So tell us a little bit about um, how you got involved in cannabis, because, you know, just like me, you're an ER doc, you're taking care of kids. Um, What made you take the leap? Well, so it it was kind of a whole bunch of small
1: events that kind of came together. I was uh, working, uh, as you mentioned, pediatric ER, I had a young son at the time I was trying to be mommy during the day and doctor at night. And you know, that only goes so far for a while. I did it for a while though, but I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I was, yep. I was burned out and um, I had a friend that actually got sick and I thought, what am I doing? I'm not taking care of myself because I'm burning the candle at both ends, taking care of everything else in my life other than me. And I, Uh, Took a leave of absence just to kind of, um, you know, like mental health, right? Just kind of get my act together, maybe get some sleep, spend a little time at home, be present at home. And during that time, a friend uh, who was sick um, asked me about medical cannabis. So this was around maybe 10 years into the California law. And I knew we had it here, but I didn't really know anything about it because when you're working in a pediatric ER, it's not really on your radar. And I did some research for her and I was like, holy cow, like an endocannabinoid system. I never heard of that before. Uh, What do you mean, you know, THC can help with pain and nausea and anxiety and sleep. And, you know, so I um, educated myself at least enough to be supportive for her. And then I witnessed her kind of we were you know, like she didn't want to tell anybody else. She didn't, she felt like she would be judged, but she felt comfortable telling me. And I witnessed her, um, incredible results. I mean, it just helped her with, she was getting chemotherapy, helped her with pain, with appetite and really mostly just she felt like she could have a day where she just wasn't recovering all the time or like, you know, lying in bed, feeling terrible. She was able to sit at the table and have dinner with her family. She was able to go out. She was able to, you know, kind of get back to a more normal life. So it just really mitigated her symptoms. And I was blown away by that. And I just thought this is so interesting. And I decided to you know get a job in the in and I just started working in an office in my area and I just you know haven't looked back because you know when you start talking to patients who are using it it, it what becomes very apparent is they're all telling you this very similar things but they're not out in the parking lot I was joke around that they're not out in the parking lot saying oh let's tell Dr. Goldstein this you know and then she'll give it to us it was all these very legitimate people you know your neighbors your friends your family all those types of people who would just they just wanted to feel better and not have to take so many pharmaceuticals
0: yeah it is amazing and when you said it resonated with me the endocannabinoid system i, I mean i was because you know california kind of led the charge right in 96 the compassionate care act and everything but uh, it wasn't until 2008 that I even heard the word endocannabinoid. And I had been practicing for more than 20 years. Now, I do know, you know, not to date myself, and I, I think I am older than you, Bonnie, but <laughs> they discovered the endocannabinoids after I graduated medical school. But still, you'd think you would have heard about it, read about it, seen it in journals. It, it, it was just incredible. That made me angry. That's how I got um, involved. And... um met you at the conference and pushed my way forward (laughs) to talk to you. So um, that's fascinating. And uh, in your practice, I know you've seen thousands and thousands of patients, and you take care of um, primarily pediatric patients, or um, are you're also seeing adult patients too?
1: So primarily pediatrics, but... Remember, when I started working in this field in 2008, it was like unheard of to uh, give a child cannabis. You know, I'm sure people were doing it behind the scenes, but for a doctor to approve it, it just, you know, wasn't really um, something that was kind of done at that time. And so from 2008 to 2013, it was primarily adults. I think I had two pediatric patients that whole time. Uh, both of which who were very, very ill and kind of end of life. And so nobody really cared if I gave them cannabis, which is really sad. It shouldn't be a last resort. But uh, many of those adult patients from that time span from 2008 to 2013 have stayed with me. I mean, I have people who have been with me since, you know, I started doing this. So I have never um, told my adult patients, you know, that they if they are, if they renew every year with me, they can stay in the practice, which is and the way it works in California, and like many other states, is patients have to renew at least once yearly. They have to do a check-in appointment. To, you know, just have to make sure that there aren't any contraindications, like a new medication or a new condition, or and just to check in. You can't just give somebody a kind of an open-ended, even though it's now legal in terms of adult use, in terms of medical practice, you still have to meet with those patients at minimum once a year um, but when I started seeing pediatric patients in 2013, you know, that's my passion. That's where I, you know, what I trained in that's, you know, as a pediatrician, what I felt most comfortable with. So I really started taking on more and more patients at that point. And in terms of pediatrics, so my practice now is, I would say mostly pediatrics, but still a handful of adult patients who have been with me for a long time.
0: Oh, that's interesting. And, and really, um, you know, kind of being a pioneer back then, I mean, people were, We're doing it. California did have the compassionate use, but um, you know, supposedly this is to help educate clinicians. I know, I didn't take the leap until you know I talked to you, I met you, I visited your practice, I I went to Dustin Sulak's practice, who we also talked to on this podcast, Um, because you know, as doctors, we don't know anything, and you know, if somebody told you, oh yeah, just start. You know, recommending these treatments that you've never been taught anything in. How did you go about that? I mean, we're creating this podcast to try and help people learn a little more, but how how did you even begin that? To, to well, say this yeah. is what I'm doing. Well, it's was, it was a different,
1: uh, very different world now. So now we have, there's conferences, there's books like mine and Dustin's, Dr. Sulak's book, there's. Um, some CME courses online that you can take. There's the program like what you uh, took, you know, at, um, I think it was Johns Hopkins, right? So there's lots of different.
0: University um, of Maryland. I have to clear that up or they'll be very upset.
1: Okay. (laughs) Right. So I'll just say, yeah, that program. So, but the the (laughs) whole idea is that it is a, um, there is now somewhat of a support, educational support system for physicians who want to learn about cannabis. I mean, you do have to seek it out. It's not right in front of you every day, but it, but it's there. When I started, you have to remember it was a very different world. So California was considered the Wild West, right? There were no, you know, the dispensaries weren't licensed. The products weren't tested. It was truly buyer beware and, you know, everybody beware, really, Um and when I started, I just tried to read the research, the literature, even though much of it is biased against THC and all the dangers of THC. But at the time, um, the only thing on that a patient could buy was THC. CBD was basically unheard of until about 2012, 2013, especially in the marketplace. Now, here and there, there were products out there, but remember, nothing was labeled. So, you know, I even had patients say, oh, I bought this product and I, I, you know, I didn't feel anything and they thought, oh, you know, there's, there's, this is a uh, fake and it wasn't fake. It was likely had, t- had c- mostly CBD and not, and not a lot of THC in it. But now, you know, we're in a different place where we have so many cannabinoids available. There's testing, um, there's programs for doctors to learn. When I started in the beginning, I will share with you that, I just kind of um, read what I could read. Jumped need. in
0: the deep end. <laughs> yep.
1: And I listened to the patients. And I have to tell you that the first three or four months, my patients were my teachers. They taught me. They taught me about how they used it. They taught me about how they dosed it. They taught me about, um, you know, the side effects. They taught me about you know, vaporizers, all of this kind of thing I learned from interacting with patients and asking the right questions, I think, and listening to what they were saying and then supplementing that with my own reading, but also like going to a dispensary and walking around and looking at products. Um, but it was so crazy back then because like you could buy cookies from a dispensary that were like wrapped almost like a ba- a bake sale at your kid's school. You know, they're just have like some <laughs> saran wrap around them with a little sticker and you had no idea what it was. And I mean, I think that goes to tell you just how safe cannabis is, is that at that time we didn't really have any idea what was in, what was, you know, what was in the products out there. Not that I suggest it to be that way, but it just tells you how safe cannabis was. My patients mostly in general had a very positive experience despite the fact that products weren't, um, being, um, uh, you know labeled and tested properly
0: right okay well we are talking to dr bonnie goldstein one of the top pediatric cannabis physicians in the country uh when we come back we're going to touch on cannabis specifically in pediatrics and the pediatric brain thank you for listening to cannabis grand rounds i'm dr lee vinoker All information, material, and content on this podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional and or medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment by a qualified physician or healthcare provider. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. Cannabis Grand Rounds LLC does not offer personal health or medical advice. If you have a medical emergency, call your doctor or call 911 immediately.